1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Being a loyal listener is like being
2: part of an exclusive club. Or a really weird cult, A tradition better than Sunday dinner with a family. Coming to you live from Atlanta,
3: it's the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. For joining us, the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio, the last hour. You get to join us. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need certainty in the home buying process and the ability to adjust your loan options in real time, Rocket Mortgage can help you out. And I'd really like to thank the folks at uh, Rocket Mortgage for consistent patronage of this program and their friendship with this network. You guys are incredible, absolutely awesome, and I thank you for uh, years of support. Because you listeners are the best on all their local affiliates on Sirius XM 206, on the Radio.com app, at uh, CBSSportsRadio.com, where you can get the podcast. Uh, You guys are awesome. But I promise you, in today's day and age, you need to have the advertisers. That's how they keep the lights on. That's how they keep radio going. And I appreciate you being a part of everything we've got going on here over the years at the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Final hour. And, uh, Pete, I already told you Pete Prisco will join us coming up around 20 minutes past the hour. I, um, I, I, I'm, I'm shocked. I mean, I'm, I'm shocked. It's, it's, it's finally the final hour and it's coming here. Uh, it has been a long time, 50, you know, like 15 years. And I was doing an interview with a buddy of mine, Matt Chernoff out of Atlanta, who I have not spoken publicly about my departure from 680 The Fan in Atlanta or about my new gig in a interview type format, radio type format. Um, And I sat down with Matt Chernoff the other day, one of my old coworkers here at uh, 680 The Fan and did the tell all uh, that will air tomorrow. So I put it out on my Twitter feed. If you get a chance to uh, listen in on the podcast, I think it'll be worth your time. Some of it may be a little insider if you're not from Atlanta. But uh, if you wanted to listen, you can listen. But uh, I was very quiet. I was very quiet when I exited my show after 20 years in Atlanta. And this show for 15 years has been amazing. And I had a radio executive who just spoke to me the you know last week, checking in with me about my new job in Philadelphia, which you can follow on Twitter. Find out my station, download the app, and you can listen in if you wish. And I wish you would. And this radio executive said to me, he goes, John, you've held two jobs in radio in the last, since the turn of the century, you've, you've held two jobs. You've been at CBS Sports Radio and you've been at ESPN Radio nationally, but it's the same job, the John Kincaid Show, and you've done, you did a local show for 20 years. He said, if nothing else, you are one of the most blessed guys in radio to be able to do that. And I really feel that way. I do feel blessed. I feel blessed because I've had great bosses at both networks. Great bosses who believed in this show. Uh, great bosses and great affiliates that local PDs that would step up in support of this show and try to air as many hours of this show as possible. Uh, the local PDs, I appreciate you. Uh, local hosts. Local hosts. At affiliates of the show that would invite me on during the week to be guests on their radio shows, to that that in turn assists their show but promotes my show. And there is a lot of kindness in the industry when you look for it. Uh, it is a it's an industry where I really feel like a lot of people aren't happy for each other. When one guy or one lady has success, a lot of people will. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll retweet something or whatever. But there's a lot of people who clearly are not happy for your success. I am glad to be happy for other people's success. And I said it earlier when Marlo was on with us, one of our first members of the staff here at the John Kincaid Show at CBS Sports Radio. There's nothing better for a host. And I don't think there's anything better for your resume. And think about this if you're a young host or if you're a guy... In the or lady in the business, and you're coming up. There's nothing better. You know how they talk about the Belichick coaching tree, the Andy Reid coaching tree, the Gruden coaching tree, whatever it is. There's nothing better than if you have a tree in this industry. If you have a bunch of people who worked on your show who then go on to do great things and succeed, that that's the best thing in the world. When people leave the nest that they work on and they go, and then they have great success. There's nothing better, because that's what we all want. That's what we all want for each other, and that's what we want. Steve in Manhattan joins us on the John Kincaid Show. Steve, how are you? Hey,
4: John, I'm doing all right. How are you?
3: Good to hear from you, man. What's going on?
4: Hey, yeah, so you've been on the network now, what, seven, eight years? Eight years. Day, yeah,
3: day one. I was a wow. day one employee, yes.
4: Eight years. I mean, you're pretty consistent. I can't believe it kept you on for eight years, though. I mean, pretty lousy takes you've had. <laughs> uh i mean your, your your record against the spread i mean what oh, would that be i mean people are probably losing money left and right with you
3: well they thought you thought covid was bad for the economy betting my picks over the years far worse
4: oh far worse course. i John, mean listen, absol- listen, absolutely absolutely yeah i'm i was your
3: first producer, Moralia. what are you doing course. dude and i and I, and know, I knew i <laughs> wanted to say it but i didn't want to say your name on the air in case it wasn't you uh,
4: no, you know the problem is, is I, I, uh, you know, I Pierno put me up to it. I, I, I agreed to. And after everything that you said leading into my call, I felt bad. I said, "Oh man, I don't know." He's if another one. You're another one not. who
3: left the nest and found a better life for yourself.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm at DraftKings now, uh, working there. So once you get up to uh, Philly, you've got to download the top-rated sports book in America. Oh, you see, and, there, and and you there
3: you go. <laughs> there you go. No, I like I, that. Yeah, I like that. You get that in there. You, you get I, that I, in. I, I expect no DraftKings. I, I up, expect you will have DraftKings spending money on my radio show. I'm See, sure, I'm so sure I'm expecting might. that. I have a feeling you might too. So I appreciate um,
4: that. Yeah, and listen, John. When, once you get up there, well, you know, it's a it's a short drive uh, sure. down from the city. So love to get together. Uh, you can. Yes. I know you know all the stomping grounds in Philly. So you can take well, me to. Uh, uh, you can take I'm, me to the best Italian restaurant uh, that you know of. In
3: well, once they let people eat inside again. Because oh, you know, well, it's been really, it's really problem. interesting. Is that there's the there's the like I it's weird because I've been living my life the last two and a half months seeing my mom before she passed, and then now doing this, getting ready for the new job. I've been living between two cities, and it's like two different pandemics. I mean, it's oh, like no two different. No, it's completely you to, different. Get
4: ready when you come back up to the Northeast because uh, they, they it's, it's real up here.
3: Yes. I mean it's total I mean it's, it's 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 unbelievable the difference. Steve, I'll definitely do that and good luck to you guys, man. And I'll talk to All you right. soon.
4: All right, reach out. All right, John, thank you. Everybody. Great, great, thank you uh, great connecting again. Thank
3: you, man. Our toll free line is eight five five two one two four CBS and it's sponsored by our friends at Geico. Whether you rent or whether you own, my friends at Geico want to make it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Having a home's hard work, so get a quote at Geico com. They make it that easy. And Geico, again as I thank people today, and I thank the listeners, and I thank everybody else. Thank you so much, the people at Geico, for their fine support of this show over the years, for for finding a way to constantly put your money behind a program and to and put your money behind a network. We really appreciate it. Really do appreciate it. It's good companies like that that uh, that keep things like this going on. Anthony, my picks though have just been they went off the rails. Terrible. Remember. You know what's great is though is that what? is that our friend R.J. Bell because just three years ago, I had R.J. Bell said I had one of the best years that he'd ever seen any host have. You did with documented picks. I think it was at sixty-eight percent, something like that. It was a special year, and everything's gone to crap since. Much like <laughs> when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Much like it, you know, you had that big moment, and then since then, depends undergarments. Has been dying to try to, uh, you know, to endorse my picks. It's just been awful. Absolutely awful. That was great to hear from Steve in Manhattan. It's unbelievable. So it's going to be different, Anthony. Live, seriously, living back in the Northeast after being down here. Because honestly, last week. So I'm up in Philly last week getting ready for the new radio show and, and meeting people and, and putting in some time trying to you know, cross paths and, and find out what's going to go on. And the it's so different. With the pandemic, with the it's it's completely different, and then I come home here, and it's completely different in Atlanta. It's like there's two. It's like two different worlds. Yes,
0: going on. and here where I am in New York City, we're going to be closing indoor dining starting tomorrow and again.
3: And they're doing it in Philly too. They're doing it in Philly too. Closing indoors. I don't I don't understand it, but they're doing it. What else do you got for me today? You got a clip? You dug up something? So,
0: Pete Prisco, of course, again, we're reflecting back on your very first show, January the 6th, 2013. And as you had mentioned, we have Pete Prisco coming up in the next segment, and he will be your final guest here on CBS Sports Radio, which is fitting because, as you mentioned, he was your very first in 2013. So let's take a listen to that.
3: If you are smart and you're an NFL fan, you... try to get your opinions from a lot of different people some of them don't sugarcoat their opinions they don't try to win popularity contests and that's why this guy who's extremely popular with me sometimes doesn't win popularity contest he gives it to you straight he's pete prisco cbs sports and uh he joins us now on the uh, cbs sports radio newsmaker line and uh pete Got to tell you, it is a pleasure to be on the same team as you. Finally,
2: yeah. Welcome to the club, uh, boy. It's <laughs> it, it got to be exciting for you guys over there. It really, it really is, huh?
3: It it really is. And I I got to know, Pete. Though, I, I I nothing changed in my perception of Matt Schaub yesterday. But I'm reading a lot of things today that somehow he's been validated because he beat the Cincinnati Bengals. I knew you'd give me a clear perspective on this.
2: Yeah, I thought the exact opposite. In fact, I, my thing is they they went to New England what, December 10th on that Monday night, and they were riding high. And he went in there and had to prove to people he could win that game. They were destroyed. And he was bad. In the game since, he hasn't been the same quarterback. He's been jumpy in the pocket. He hasn't been able to read the field. He's made bad throws. He's taken the easy throws. And I thought yesterday, for all the numbers he put up, and they were decent numbers. They weren't great, but they were decent numbers. There was still something missing. And, and what's missing is he's not making the big throw down the field when the opportunity is there. He's getting out of the pocket too quick. And, you know, the pick six was horrendous. So you add it all up. I don't buy it. I think they go to New England. To beat New England, you've got to be able to throw the football and stay point for point with Brady, and he can't do it.
3: Pete Prisco, thank you so much for joining me on the inaugural edition of the J.K. Show on CBS Sports Radio. By the way, I didn't
2: see Friday's General Hospital yet. I, I heard it was very good.
3: I did. Uh, I did, and I will not uh, give away the uh, details. They
2: have more car accidents on that show than any place in America. Especially Blue. right
3: around New Year's. Port Charles, the roads are very scary. <laughs> the roads are scary in Port Charles. And wherever there's an accident in on General Hospital, it's the same stretch of road. If they had had any kind of effective leadership by Mayor Laura Collins, she would have that road closed. Because the same set is used every time there's a car accident. They use the same side of the road, Anthony. They use the same, like, guardrail. <laughs> the same thing. I'm like, okay, if if Laura of Luke and Laura fame, who's now the mayor, Jeannie Francis, Laura, Laura Collins, if she, if she was smart as the mayor, she would shut down that stretch of road. But she never has. She just she just hasn't done it. Though.
0: By the way, P was not only your first guest, but he also was the uh, on your second show. He was on your third show. I stopped listening after that,
3: but he was early yes, on. Yes, I think we had some arrangement early on. I think there was some arrangement when we first started. Yeah, I'm not sure how long it continued on, but
0: the first three shows he was on.
3: But I think it was an arrangement early on where we okay. were trying to when we were establishing the network mm. to try to make sure that we were establishing uh, that we were establishing that there were CBS guests. Because I think there was a lot of that, like make sure we were promoting guests from CBS sports. I think that back in the time. But believe me, there's no problem with me. No problem with having Pete Prisco on any time. I've got no problem with that. 855-212-4CBS. 855 212 cbs I uh, look forward to so much, and and one of them is catching up with a guy like Pete Priske, we'll do it next. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is
2: the John Kincaid Show. If football is a religion, consider yourself in the front pew. Back to the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio.
3: Oh, the final episode of the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Before I move to, uh, I take the John Kincaid Show to Philadelphia full-time. And I appreciate the eight years on this network and the 15 total years between uh, ESPN and CBS that I've been doing this show on Sunday mornings. And a frequent guest, a guy who always made time for me and At all the Super Bowl shows, he would make time to come and see me and sit on the set and dice all things NFL and General Hospital and Young and the Restless. Here he is, Pete Prisco. Pete, haven't talked to you in a while. How you doing, buddy?
2: What's up, John? You're moving to Philly, huh?
3: Yes. It'll be Monday through Friday. (laughs) Monday through Friday. It is a—now, most people are going south during the pandemic. I'm going north. You know yeah. the, it's a little different. I'm going home. You're a
4: Philly guy. You're a Philly yeah, guy
3: though. Going home. I understand I understand what it's like and uh I'm very excited for the opportunity, but I'm gonna miss uh this audience on Sunday mornings. The uh, Philly's okay. a, a good place to start. Yeah. I mean, is if, if if you're you love to surmise and you love to play both sides of the coin and discuss things when you're writing or you're you're opinionating. What's some, who's the most to blame for the situation the Eagles find them in, and what do you think about the Jalen Hurts experiment that we will see exposed today?
2: Well, let me start with the Jalen Hurts experiment. I think it's the right time. Uh, I, and by the way, I was dead set against drafting him. But it's the right time because that offense is a mess. The offensive line is a mess, and I think you need to get somebody that can move a little bit better than Carson Wentz can move right now. I think Carson Wentz has taken a beating. I think his eye level has come down. He's looking at the rush. He's not getting the ball out, anticipating. He's, he's just not the same quarterback. So maybe a little time away will do him good. I don't think, you know, right now Jalen Hurts is the answer, but he gives him a better option behind that offensive line. Who's responsible? I mean, you have to point to the coaching staff. They haven't developed certain guys, and they haven't developed Carson Wentz. When you invest that kind of money in a quarterback, you've got to make it work uh you have to make him become the player he used to be before that injury and hey, look when he, before that injury he was in the MVP conversation and now he's a struggling quarterback so i put that on the coach's desk.
3: and that is one of the things whereby you know you have to you have to decide who's doing a good job who isn't i'm hearing joe judge talk right now that uh that, that people are like tell, trying to tell me that joe judge is is the second coming of vince lombardi i mean i'm impressed by what he's done but well, what have you seen from him? What have you seen from Ron Rivera? What, what, what do you believe about the coaching in the NFCs?
2: Well, I think Joe Judge has done a great job. You know, it all started in the summer, and, you know, everybody criticized him for running gassers and, and for all the hitting he did in camp. But I always go back to, you know, a story I can relate to firsthand. And when Tom Coughlin first was the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, he had six week training camp and beat the Daylights out of guys. And I often asked him, I said, why did you do that? And he said, I, got to, I had to weed out the guys who didn't want to be here. And Brian Flores did the same exact thing last year in Miami, and it almost went south off. But the guys that wanted to be there bought in, and I think that's what Joe Judge did. And Ron Rivera is a good football coach. I mean, look, he's, yes. he's a heck of a coach. He's always been one. And he has a good defense, and that defensive line can get after the quarterback. So I think both those guys have done a really good job uh, this season in the NFC East.
3: I'm not finding that uh, I'm believing in any of the AFC contenders right now. The only one that I see ascending to the Chiefs' throne that's going to maybe storm the castle might end up being the Cleveland Browns. I know you have some conflicting thoughts on some of the teams towards the top in the AFC. I've read and I've heard you comment. Tell us about what you see as the landscape of the AFC right now.
2: Well, look, the Chiefs are the best team, but they haven't always looked their best, and that's a concern. The last couple of weeks, two of the last three games, they were pushed. Uh, they were pushed at home by Denver, who's not a good team. They were pushed uh, on the road by the Raiders, who clearly have issues on defense. Uh, so they have flaws. The Steelers have all kinds of flaws, particularly their inability to run the football. Their offensive line hasn't been able to run block at all. Uh, you know, Buffalo, are they big enough on defense? They people run on them. So I think you can go through the entire thing and pick them apart. The question with the Browns is this. Yeah, everything they do is predicated off that run game. What if the run game is shut down? What if somebody limits that run game? Can Baker Mayfield win the game with his arm? And that's to be determined. But uh, so far it hasn't come to that because Kevin Stefanski done a hell of a job with that run game and that offense.
3: I used to work for his dad. I did an internship in Love college. Love by the way. His, oh, Ed Stefanski's a great dude. And I can tell you that I, that I can see some of the disciplines that he's got. I can see were were disciplines that I think his father used as an athletic director, as a front office executive, and things like that. So I think Kevin you know saw it done? all. You,
2: you mentioned. I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm a big believer in Kevin Stefanski, and and I met Ed uh, two summers ago in training camp, and we sat on the sideline and talked. And one thing about the mis, misperception about Kevin was that he was an analytics guy.
3: Kevin no. has
2: the Philly. He has the Philly in him. Um, He's yes. got an attitude and an edge. He's got the Philly in him, and that's a good thing.
3: Now he does. He doesn't ignore the analytics. I no. think he listens. I think he listens to bright people. But I would believe he's always going to go with his what he thinks is right from his football IQ, not from a spreadsheet.
2: Look, look he's a heck of a coach, and like I'm, I'm glad you mentioned his that, dad because his dad's a good man.
3: Yeah, It really is. It really is good. And so, right now, is there is there reason to believe that, the, like, if you are looking at the Saints sitting in the the number one seed, their defense to me, Pete, it looks it looks more special than the year they won the Super Bowl to me. Because I thought that year they were doing it with a lot of turnovers. Like it was like the turnover machine was causing their defense to look so great. They look more fundamentally sound to me. Like this may be the best defense I've seen under Sean Payton.
2: You, you're probably right, and, and particularly because they can rush the passer. And that was the major issue going into the season. We knew Cam Jordan could rush the passer, but what about the other side? And now they've balanced it out. Trey Hendricks is having a great year on the other side. You can bring in Davenport. He can rush the passer. Uh, they can do so many different things on the back end. Uh, you know, bringing Jenkins in has solidified the back end a little bit. And, and the linebacker, so Mario Davis, can fly to the football. So I agree with you 100%. I, I think that defense is actually what makes them a really good team right now. I mean, Taysom Hills won three games, and he beat you know Atlanta twice, and they're not very good. You know that. And yes. they beat Kendall Hinton playing quarterback, but the defense is why they're winning those games, not because of Taysom Hills.
3: The best job that's available this offseason or the one that you anticipate will be open? The best job and then the second-best job, and if you could give me a third.
2: The best job is Jacksonville. And people will laugh when I say that, but think about this for a second. They have more cap room than anybody else. They have a bunch of young players who are playing right now are going to be better. They will have the second overall pick in the draft, and they have, a two, they have two picks in the first round, and they have a ton of draft pick capital. That job, for anybody who thinks they can go into a place and turn things around, that's the best job. I would want that job. They have an owner who's willing to spend. He doesn't meddle. Uh, there's no state income tax, oh, by the way. Oh, yeah. I think that job that job is fantastic because you can build it, and mold it any way you want to.
3: Jet second. He, I hear people saying Eric Bieniemy should run to Houston just because of the quarterback, but I see a lot of handcuffs there that may mean it's going to take a couple of years to get that thing turned around.
2: You know, I'm a big believer in having the quarterback as the centerpiece. Clearly, he cures your ills, and he's a good quarterback. But they have. So many other issues and they don't have any, you know, draft picks and that's going to be a problem going forward. So you're right on that standpoint. Uh, You know, the Jets will be an interesting job because you got you got the number one overall pick and you'll be able to trade Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold should should wind up in San Francisco. This is the dominoes. The Jets trade Sam Darnold to the 49ers. The 49ers let Jimmy Garoppolo go and he goes to New England.
3: There you go. Where does Cam go? Does he get another spot?
2: No, he's a backup now. I think think Cam Newton's going to find himself being a backup quarterback. And look, his body has been beat to death. And and that should be, uh, uh, you know, exhibit A on even the biggest and the baddest and the toughest runner in the NFL. If you're playing that position at quarterback, try and develop and stay in the pocket because the shots eventually wear your body down.
3: We have always bonded over two fictional towns, Port Charles and Genoa City. And right now, ranking 1-2, uh, what's better right now, General Hospital or Younger the Restless?
2: You know, the I think General Hospital. I do, too. I, and I love Younger the Restless, by the way. Sure I you do. do, of course.
3: I Joshua, Joshua Morrow will that. hear this on a podcast, by the way, and be pissed at both of us.
2: Well, you know, look, I think there's some things are floundering on that show right now. I think there's stuff with Billy. Uh, that's that's good. That's getting good with the who shot, you know. The right, who shot
3: Adam? Stuff. Yes.
2: Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think it's just floundering a little. They need to pick they'll pick it up. But GH with all the stuff with Cyrus and everything, I think that's really good right now.
3: I like that Tad Martin is on the show. I like that Tad is, you know, is they've they've now with Martin Grey. You know he's going to end up being I think they're Laura's brothers. I think you Laura really do? I, Yeah, I think they're Laura's half brothers. I think that's right. why I think that's why Cyrus doesn't want to kill her. I think that's I mean, why he doesn't he, want any harm to come to her. He's that's his sister that that he's always wanted to get Julian's to know.
2: And going to get God, huh? Yeah, but he's going to get God. he's going to get got, Yeah, They yeah. wrote him off the show and they yeah. wrote, they wrote they wrote the girl off the show too, right? The yeah, woman, Kim uh, Nero. Yeah,
3: but she's in yeah. she's on Days of Our Lives again. So it's, as, it's Ava, crazy. as Ava, it, yeah. hey, you know what?
2: I'll tell you this though. I'm glad they're back. I mean, for as how, ever long as they were gone, that was yeah. They were off for what three months? It was. And, it was painful. Think, oh, you watch soap opera? You're darn right, I do. And you know what? <laughs> Go to a lot of athletes. By
3: the way, that's the thing that Pete people don't realize. I know. I mean, the hockey players, the basketball players. When I when we started to work together, Shaq and I started doing the podcast together. He could recite everything about Scorpio and Anna Devane and Luke and Laura, and they loved. They love a lot of the athletes in the afternoons. They'll take a nap. Or they'll get ready for a game and they watch the soaps like us. So, all right. By the Pete. Way, uh,
2: Billy, yes. Billy on Young and the Restless is a, he's a good actor, I think. Uh,
3: Jason Thompson, yeah, he's good. Very, good. he is good. He Very is good. good. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. All right, thanks, guys. Pete. Take I'll call care. you. I'll call you from Philly. Answer that call. Pete Prisco joining us. One of my favorites here from CBS. And now
2: and every highway and more much more than this i did it my way. this is the john kincaid show
3: man anthony one of my favorites one of my favorites one of my favorite songs of all time and uh, I have, I, I'm going to tell you this, that uh, hearing Frankie there, I have no regrets. That's the one good thing about doing this show. I have no regrets. I have no regrets with how we did it. I have no regrets with, uh, about who I worked with. I have no regrets about um, the decisions we made to take the stances we did. Uh, That's the best part of doing a show or, you know, being in this business when you feel like, first of all, too, that you work with people that you feel you can have that freedom with and an audience that you feel you can have that freedom with. But, man, that gives me a little, that gives me, that show, that song gives me chills. Absolutely gives me chills. And I appreciate the fact that uh, you've been a part of the John Kincaid Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Gotta love it! Thank you very much, so much. I want to get to so many phone callers if I can get in here before the end of the show. Uh, Richard in Myrtle Beach joins us. Richard, how are you, buddy?
2: Good, John. Gonna miss you. You got a lot of listeners down here, and all I know is Billy's going to be in good hands with you up there.
3: (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm I'm really looking forward to. I wasn't looking to to have my radio show end here to leave, you know, and have things change like this, but to get to go home is an honor. And to get to be back with the people that I and the teams that I've always wanted, you know, that I've always rooted for and I've always wanted to talk about right. is a real exciting thing. I'm really looking forward I to it. I've got one football uh,
2: college question yes. for you. Pl- plus, I was born uh, right there in Philly at the uh, Catholic Hospital there.
3: Wow. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Fitzgerald Mercy Hospital. Sure. Fitzgerald Mercy. Huh? huh? Yeah, it's in Delaware County. That is where I grew up, too. I did. I wasn't yeah. born there. I was born at Bryn Mawr, but same thing.
2: Yeah, it's close by. Let me ask you something. Coastal Carolina went 11-0. When they had an opening, they threw BYU in there, and people were thinking they couldn't handle BYU, but they did, and they won yesterday. My question to you is this. I know they're not going to top four, but do you feel that Coastal Carolina deserves to at least be somewhere in the top
3: ten? Yes. Absolutely. Top eight. Top eight. Looking at it this morning. I appreciate it, Richard. I got to run. But yes, they absolutely do. Kevin in Atlanta joins us. My last segment on, on actually on Atlanta radio and Kevin joins me. Hi, Kevin. Hey, good morning, John. How you doing, buddy? Up, buddy? How you doing, man?
2: I'm doing great. Doing great. It was a pleasure meeting you those couple of times and and going to miss you here in the Atlanta market.
3: Right. I appreciate that.
2: Hey, hey, buddy! Uh, you know I'm a Bama guy. Please tell sure. me a little yes going to Bama.
3: I'm telling you, I it's guess what? It will either be your Alabama or my Temple University. Right now, those are the leaders in the clubhouse. She's either going to be. It's going to just depend on whether she wants to go at a campus that has blown her away, at a school that has been laying out the welcome mat like Alabama, or whether she wants to be closer to mom and dad. Yeah. And go to dad's. It's, it's just going to be the uh, thing too. And I would say to these schools, Annie up the money. And uh, maybe she's, she's uh, <laughs> Kevin. Thanks so much, man. I'll catch up with you. Thank you, buddy. Brian and Marilyn joins us. Brian, you're on the John Kincaid show. How are you? Good. How are you doing? i doing um, well, Brian. I, I,
2: I just wanted to say, I'm going to miss you every Sunday morning. 1st first, I'm first time callers. I'm a little nervous, but, um, um, I always made a point to set the alarm and, and get you every Sunday morning. I really love your show.
3: That makes me uh that makes me very proud. And you know it and, takes a lot of people putting this show together that do it. So uh, I I'm speaking for for everybody that that's awesome.
2: I'm a, I'm going to take you uh, way back. I'm 60 years old and you okay. were talking about General Hospital. Yes. My mother bought me a General Hospital outfit.
3: An it's outfit. A,
2: yeah, it was it was the it was the the coat, um, you know, the jacket they wore. Wow! Like yeah, with the little plastic, uh, hard plastic box with a fake stethoscope
3: stethoscope in it. Wow! So, Doctor Steve uh, Hardy, you probably were Doctor Steve Hardy. Yes, Doctor yes. Hardy. <laughs> Doctor Hardy, that's what it was. The Doctor Hardy. I mean, that's a, that's Steve Hardy. By the way, did you know he was a shortstop for the St. Louis Cardinals? No. Dr oh, Hardy, amazing. Johnny Ber- Johnny Bernardino. Johnny Bernardino was a actor but he had played in major league baseball before that. Brian, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Don't be nervous ever with me. Phil in Hanover, Pennsylvania joins us. Phil, I'm coming to your state, baby. I'm coming to your state.
4: I know, John. Thank you for all for being part of my routine over the last few years. Work or going to breakfast, I've always got you on the radio and I am so glad you're coming home. And as a Temple grad, I empathize with you with the poaching of our coaches.
3: Yes. so it happens, it happens all the time, doesn't it? Happens all the time. It does. I mean, I was so happy Manny Diaz lost 62-26 to 26 yesterday. Oh. Yes. Yes. I'll tell you this. I think good, <laughs> the good things happen to good people. So, Manny's good. I hope you're going to listen to me in Philadelphia. I hope you get the app and uh, listen in. So, thank you, Phil. One more, Darren in Columbia, South Carolina, joins us. Darren, you're on the John Kincaid Show. Hey, John, how you doing? I'm doing well, Darren. Doing all right. Uh, I work I
2: work third shift, so I get off at seven o'clock every Sunday morning, and I, it takes me about an hour to get you know on the road and and to finally get home, and then I find myself sitting in my damn
0: garage. I mean, <laughs> darn, and listening to, until I can't hold my eyes open, you know.
3: But, oh, um, that's awesome! I hope you turn the car off. Turn the car off. I do. Okay, good. Good. You got to do things. that. Uh, one is, I was told by a friend of mine that you were going to aggravate the ever living heck out of me, and you <laughs> did not disappoint. Well, that's good. Yes, I mean, you know, you you know what's gr- you know what's great is when you d- when you can disagree with somebody and you can still come back and listen and have some fun, right? That's always the fun thing to do. That's always the fun thing. Anthony, you got another clip for me. Yes, one
0: final clip from your very first show here on the network, January 6, 2013. Your favorite team, the Philadelphia Eagles, they were looking for a new head coach. How about
3: Chip Kelly? I know the first station where I ever got to host a radio show. WIP, 610 AM in Philadelphia. Uh, There are folks there waiting to see who is going to be the Eagles' new head coach. Is it going to be Chip Kelly? And there seems to be some sort of a dogfight going on, and I know that's sensitive to you Eagles fans. Bad choice of words. Uh, between Cleveland and Philadelphia right now, as to who's going to get Chip Kelly, and, and will he go and he will he interview with somebody else and will it become a protracted fight? I'm telling you this. I love the idea of Chip Kelly. I have grown up an Eagles fan, wanted you know, my whole life, before I you know, get put in a pine box, please allow me to see the Lombardi trophy hoisted by the Eagles. And as much as I'm intrigued by Chip Kelly and what he could potentially bring to the table, I don't necessarily want to see my team do it. I don't want to see them be the ones to say, yeah, the Chip Kelly experiment, let's do it in the National Football League. I think that was spot on. I think that was spot on. But Anthony, you know what? That's the first thing today that's really put like my, made my eyes dampen up a little bit. Because from the time Olivia was was born, and we would say prayers together. My wife and daughter and I, still to this day, we say prayers together at night. And I'll stop in and give her a kiss goodnight and everything. And I would say, from the time she was a little girl, dream, she, we used to have two dogs. So I would say dream of daddy your puppy dogs and the Eagles winning the Super Bowl and from the time she was little she was just that was in the mix that was in the mix the Eagles winning the Super Bowl and we prayed for it every single night and the night that it happened February 4th 2018 not that I remember anything Hmm. the minute that it happened the minute the ball the Hail Mary from Tom Brady hit the ground and the Eagles were champions My phone lit up and it was FaceTime with my daughter and she's on the phone and she looks and she's just weeping uncontrollably, as am I, just tears of joy. And she says, daddy, daddy, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. They did it. They won the Super Bowl, just like we prayed for. And all I could think of to say to her was, and you're 14 and you're 14 you only had to wait till you were fourteen to see them. Finally, win. I was jealous of my own daughter. That's a bad dad. That's a bad dad moment. I was jealous of her that she only had to wait till she was fourteen. But it was one of the happiest moments, like in the history of the show, for me. That was absolutely one of the. Happiest. And uh,
0: John, um, I just want to say thank you, um, dude. For...
3: Dude, you're you're you you're, you're freaking awesome to work
0: with. Uh, producing can be a thankless job, and especially nowadays. Um, you know more and more responsibility uh put on our plates um and you always went out of your way um <clears throat> you know usually the only time you hear from anyone is when something goes wrong right um but you always went out of a way to acknowledge my contributions and praise me for my efforts and uh, it meant a lot to me. Um, so saying that, I also want to recognize some of the individuals that contributed to the program. Sure. Over the last eight years on the board, Marlowe, who we talked to, Joe D. Duffy, Alex Metz. There have been others, but those were the prominent figures. And then producers—you don't even need five fingers. We're like the Pittsburgh Steelers coaches yes. here. There was there was Moralia. There was Shep. There was Tom right. DiBenedetto, uh, and then me. So and Steve did, and Shep and Tom continue to do great work here at yes. CBS, but. You know, uh, when we had our board operator taken away, I was pissed, but, um, you know, I'm actually grateful that that happened because it felt like I became your sidekick after that. And when people would call in or tweeted that they enjoyed listening to us, um, it made me feel so good. And so I just want to thank, uh, I just want to thank you for giving me a voice on your show and interacting with me. You've been so supportive. Uh, you've been my biggest cheerleader here, And I thank you for that. Uh, I thank you for teaching me about the business. I've learned so much from you. Um, But what I appreciate even more is our conversations off the air and the knowledge and the advice that you would give me just about life in general. So thank you for everything. Thank you for always looking out for me. I love you, and I look forward to being part of your team once again.
3: There you go. I would love to I'd love to have that happen. And I know that you are, uh, Anthony, big plans for you. There's big things in the works for you. And the big thing is my phone will still work. My text will still work. And if you're making fun of my Eagles or something like that, or we're just busting each other's uh, during the Mets and the Phillies or something like that, that'll be awesome. And I appreciate those kind words. And as we get ready to wrap up here, uh, I got choked up a little bit later listening to Anthony because uh, there's nothing, and I think we've learned it, We've learned it during the pandemic we've learned it during some of the um, social uprising we've had in the country. We've learned that I believe a lessons in the course of this show as a community as a listening community and otherwise we've learned that um we are one we are we are one big family and like a family has dysfunctional members and family has disagreements at times and family has issues with each other. As a society, it's been able to, this show has been something that's been very comforting to me because even in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of constant negativity that I believe the media embodies, this show, this audience, the people I work with behind the scenes uh, and, and the people we interact with on a weekly basis on this radio program, to me, gave me great hope. And as I embark on a new journey and I have people say, well, why are you leaving? Why are you leaving? I'm leaving because of my wife and daughter. Uh, And that's because after 15 years, I know that on the weekends I need to be able to devote myself to the mandate that I was given by my wife to rest, relax, recharge because she worries about my health constantly. But also to be able to travel so I can, go to Philly, I can go from Philly to Atlanta and see the girls, or the girls can come up from Atlanta and see me in Philly, and we can spend some quality time together where I don't have to worry about working. And so that's the agenda behind all this. But you blessed me, CBS, with this seat for eight years after seven years with ESPN, and for 15 years I've been doing this on Sunday mornings. And thanks to every single one of you that made it possible. And I hope you'll follow me, follow on social media at John Kincaid. Follow me to my new home in Philly. Download the app, listen in, interact with me, and stay a part of my radio family. Thanks, Mike McCann. Thank you to Anthony Pierno, the best in the business, at Tony Pierno. Be sure to follow him. Uh, have a great week, everybody. Stay tuned, and I will see you down the road. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy...